Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 12, Easy Ways to Love Your Heart. And on today's episode, we'll share realistic and approachable ways to live a more heart-smart life, starting today. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, And I think everybody knows someone that has been affected in some way by heart disease. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, a few different things. So first, what are the signs and symptoms of a heart attack and a stroke? It's very important to know. And second, what are those realistic and approachable ways that we can live more heart healthy um, starting today, like there's no time like the present, right, Beth? I, yeah, I love that. That's right. Why delay what you can do like right now today exactly. to another day? So great point. Um, so yeah, a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association just in December of 2019 found that nearly half of Americans may not realize that they're having a heart attack because they're not familiar with some of those symptoms. Right. That's huge. That's right. huge. And we know that the quicker you get treatment, the better likely your outcomes are going to of be. Course. So. Um, In the report, they characterized, so these are the five major symptoms of a heart attack. So chest pain or discomfort, shortness of breath, like you're not able to catch your breath, uh, pain or discomfort in your arms or shoulders, feeling weak, lightheaded, or faint, and then the last one would be jaw, neck, or back pain. And again, um, you know, if you went to the dentist, maybe you might expect to have some jaw pain, you know, things like that. But... um, you know, recognizing and being aware of those five symptoms, whether you see them in yourself, someone else says, you mm-hmm. know, they're feeling those. Um, we just want you to be aware mm-hmm. of the symptoms. And I think it's, you know, also like if you're otherwise healthy and some of these things are presenting themselves, right. you know, that's yeah. really when you want to clue in and, and maybe take action quickly. Um, so similarly, it's also very important, of course, to recognize the symptoms of a stroke. So this is such a great acronym because it um, it kind of ties into like the quick need to, to call for treatment right. and, and assistance. And and then it's also kind of aligning with what the symptoms would be. Right. So this acronym is FAST. So F-A-S-T. F stands for face drooping. A for arm weakness. S for speech difficulty or slurring your, your words. And then T, time to call 911. Right, exactly. So, you know, just being aware of these symptoms. Um, act quickly if you are feeling these by calling 911. Get to your nearest emergency care center. Because, um, you know, like I just said, delaying treatment can really result in more long-term damage. So that is our little PSA for being aware. Yes. So now <laughs> we want to move into what are the things we can do to live a more heart-healthy life. So we've picked four categories. So eat smart, add color, move more, and be well. So we're going to start with eat smart and we're focusing on three nutrients that can really promote heart health and all three of these nutrients we know Americans are not getting enough of in their diets. That's right. So and what's up first? Yeah, so we're going to really dive in first. Dive in. No, <laughs> that was kind of not intentional, <laughs> but we're talking about omega-3s, which are largely from, from seafood. Um, so these are an essential nutrient, and our bodies cannot make omega-3, which are, is a type of unsaturated fatty 
acid. So we actually do have to consume them from foods. And again, this is where we're not getting enough because we're not consuming as Americans enough seafood regularly. Right. So again, this type of uh, unsaturated fatty acid can help to reduce inflammation throughout the body. And inflammation in the body is really what can damage your blood vessels, thus leading to a greater chance for heart attack or stroke. So some of those uh, food sources, of course, seafood, you know, which kinds of species in particular, um, you're probably familiar with salmon, tuna, halibut, um, even uh, sardines, which seem to kind of be like popular recently. Um, you know, I, people are I've consuming heard them that, more often. but I, I could not do it. I'm I, sorry. I agree. Um, and I don't even know if I'm brave enough to try. Honestly, I don't think I am either. Um, so, you know, fish aside, there are also some plant-based sources. So those would include walnuts, ground flaxseed and flaxseed oil, chia seeds, and then some fortified foods. So for example, you might see milk within our dairy case that right. is fortified with omega-3 or eggs that are fortified with omega-3s. So those are a couple different examples of where else you could find those yeah. sources. And I do think that it's, I mean, I don't, I'm not surprised people aren't getting enough omega-3s because these aren't like everyday foods. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't eat fish and mm-hmm. then you get into like flax seeds and chia seeds, you know, like they're just not common foods. So I kind of feel like you have to make an effort. So mm-hmm. like for me, walnuts is probably the easiest one to add to my diet or like flax seeds or something mm-hmm. like that. So, um, and the American Heart Association, they actually published an article in their journal that stated um, that several studies have shown that individuals who eat fatty fish a few times a week, so the recommendation is about twice a week, um, their risk of death from heart disease was cut in half compared to those who consumed no fish at all. So that's a huge, like that's a huge number. Um, And if you are, maybe like you're a little scared to try fish, you know, there's the pouches of tuna, the flavored Mm -hmm. pouches of tuna or salmon, you know, things like that. Those are really easy ways to get fish in. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And those are like no muss, no fuzz. Right. And I think that's a great point, you know, because we know generally consumers are very just, you know, kind of um, not confident when it comes to preparing Cooking seafood, fish. Exactly. when it comes to selecting it and storing it. So, you know, we'll definitely post a couple different recipe ideas within our Facebook group just to inspire you. And don't forget that you can always reach out to us, you know, if you need some suggestions or ideas and, you know, it's really speaking to the seafood associate within our stores can help you also, you know, maybe learn a little bit more about the best ways to prepare, right. season. I mean, fish in most cases you can really bake any variety and right. seasoning okay. and just like with some very basic ingredients it's so too. easy but I still don't do it. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, like, you know, something like simple as uh, fresh lemon and dill can right. be a like very simple it. combination. Maybe a little bit of garlic powder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you're out of your comfort zone, you know, don't forget to tap into your experts here with the, the Wise Dietitians for a little yeah. bit of support. <laughs> All right. So those are omega-3s. So next up, uh, fiber fiber. So again, most Americans are not consuming enough fiber, which you know, kind of makes sense. We know that most folks are not getting enough whole grains in their mm-hmm. diet, nor are they eating enough fruits and vegetables. So fiber is a carbohydrate that your body can't break down, so it passes through the body undigested. Uh, it, it's coming in two different so- Coming in different types of varieties. Hello. Trying to say insoluble fiber and soluble fiber. So insoluble fiber is found in whole grains, wheat cereals, and vegetables like carrots, celery, and tomatoes, while soluble fiber includes um, barley, oatmeal, beans, nuts, fruits, um, such as apples, berries, citrus fruits, and pears. Um, So both of these different types have been linked to heart health. Right. And and kind of the the role there in fiber, so it prevents heart disease, um, it's thought to 
to stem from its ability to help both lower your blood pressure and your cholesterol. Um, and it also fills you up. Like, so maybe, in, you know, you would eat less, kind of help with weight management. So all of those things um, help you know, fight heart disease, basically. That's right. You know, and I think, you know, in the last few years, we've seen a real increased interest in gut health. Of course, fiber ties back to that as well. So, of course, eating a lot of these different foods, it's not only good for your heart health. I mean, it can help to manage your blood sugar. Should you have diabetes, help manage, you know, some of those different fluctuations in your blood sugar. And then, yeah. of course, promote a healthy right. digestive system exactly. as well. So, fiber's benefits, gosh, it, oh my gosh, go it goes on forever and ever. Just yeah. heart health. Um, and then the next nutrient would be potassium. So, potassium can lessen the effects of soda in order to lower blood pressure. So how does this actually happen? Yeah. So I love this explanation. I know. Too. Like <laughs> I, this is like I always want to know how exactly these things are yes, working. The, like this is like the the dietitian nerd in me here, right? like explaining this. So water follows sodium. So the more sodium you eat, the more water your body can hold, which makes sense if you think of like, yes. oh, I had a really salty dinner. Maybe then later that evening or the next morning, you might feel a little bloated. Your hands may be a little puffy as, as a result. So that makes sense. Right. More water means you will have to have you will have a greater volume of blood in circulation. Thus, your heart will have to work harder to pump all that blood out of the arteries, the, right. the veins, and so forth throughout your body to increase the blood pressure. Um, so to counteract that, then some food sources that are high in potassium would be potatoes, broccoli, cantaloupe, oranges, banana, avocado, um, beans, lentils, salmon, halibut, pistachios, oh gosh, yogurt, and milk. Yeah. <laughs> like so many. There's so many good sources of potassium out there. And I see all of those is like very common foods we would eat every day. And so you'll love soon, that. soon with some new labeling changes, yes, they're adding potassium. Potassium will be reflected on that food label. So the nutrition yes. facts panel, there's some other changes that we'll probably dive into at a much later point, but potassium will be one that's now added to the food label. So if you're trying to quantify maybe approximately how much, or you just want to identify foods yeah, that know supply if it potassium, has it in there. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good um, yeah. a resource soon yeah, available. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we had omega 3s, fiber, potassium, all very important nutrients when it comes to heart health. Um, so just some other tips when it comes to your diet. And we really just want to promote eating a healthy diet without, you know, quote unquote, dieting. Mm -hmm. You know, go for something simple, you know, don't pick up on any of the fads that are out there. Um, in general, nutrition advice has remained the same over years. You know, there's not one quick fix that's going to come out um, to fix everything. So just kind of eat to nourish your body and your mind and bring out your best. Um, when it comes to those foods that we really love, but maybe we know we shouldn't be eating all the time, like still enjoy them, but just to, you know, eat them in smaller portions and really enjoy what you're having like so I know and I've done this before as soon as I'm like I am not going to eat ice cream like mm -hmm. all I think about is ice cream right. so like it just works that way um, and then you know trying to reduce some of those empty calorie foods and sugary beverages because um, you know what we're talking about here is foods that really don't have any vitamins and minerals they just really don't have much of a nutritional value to them um, and again I want to emphasize to reduce, not eliminate. That's right. And I think if you even, um, you know, kind of referring back to one of our very, well, actually, I guess our very first episode where we broke into our five to thrive, there we really did talk about the benefits of a lifestyle approach yes. versus kind of a strict diet. So exactly what Catherine's suggesting here, it's, you know, more about the big picture than, I, you know, individual foods and, and some of those different types of choices. Right. So like, a big you know, lifestyle approach in the right direction for foods that really nourish your body exactly. and make you feel good. Um, and one of those things really does uh, come back to eating 
healthy in your own home. So, you know, maybe you don't have time or you just don't really have confidence to cook, you know, but the more you can enhance those skills and start to get in the kitchen more often, you definitely will reap the reward of doing so. Um, cooking meals in your home um, allows you to control the ingredients, control the different types of preparation, um, and just really, in general, will help you to eat more healthfully. Um, so keeping your kitchen and, and pantry stocked up with really healthy, stable foods right. is just that great first step. Yeah. So that was a lot in our eat smart um, <laughs> category. Well, of course, uh, yes. as the dietitian, I mean, you really, have to expect yes, that. <laughs> that's really our, our forte there. So, um, so our second tip would be to add color. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about here is our fruits and veggies. Add them everywhere you can. Um, and we do want to remind you that all forms mm-hmm. count. So we mean fresh, frozen, canned, dried, 100% juice. Those all count towards your daily intake of fruits and veggies. We do want to, you know, maybe put the disclaimer out there if you're getting the frozen or the canned. Um, you know, watch for ones that have added, you know, salt or sugar or sauces. You know, just get the plain. Um, they're they're canned and frozen, like flash frozen, really quickly to lock in those nutrients. Um, and something I like to encourage is trying something new. Mm-hmm. Like you always go into the store. I'm like, I'm gonna get bananas and apples, and that's what you get <laughs> every week. Well, try something different one week. Um, and just gradually increase, you know, more matters. Don't, you know, try to, you know, all of a sudden go from like one fruit a day to like a million, you know, right, just right, like right. go <laughs> gradually increase. Yeah, small little steps towards the right direction. Exactly. They all really so do like, kind of add up to Beth, that Beth, what's benefit. one thing you do to just get like a little more fruits and veggies in your day? Like, what do you try to do? Gosh, I mean, I, I feel like I do really consider how I can incorporate them into my meals primarily. I mean, it yeah. would be lunch and then dinner. So, I mean, really, if you consider having a salad at lunch and or a dinner. Yeah, there you go. Generally, that kind of like checks off a couple servings all in one shot. And yeah. then if you're topping it with different types of vegetables, you're further elevating your, your intake. Um, but I also try to add different, um, you know, vegetables, I guess, in particular into different things. So if I'm making an omelet, maybe add some vegetables. Oh, yeah, instead of just or, eggs or cheese um, or something like that. You yeah. know, some of those different things. And I think one great tip that I've actually found with our three-year-old is that, you know, pairing vegetables with some kind of dip and just even oh, having them yes. chopped and ready to go in the, in the refrigerator really helps. You know, so it's a, a snack for after work or after school or, or whatever um, with a little bit of hummus or guacamole. It's it's having it there and at your fingertips right. really does help. That's and a great one. I, we've probably said that before, but when you practice it, it's like, oh yeah, that's kind right. of an like, oh my gosh, moment. yeah, it does work. And I think as far as fruits go, I mean, something like a banana or, you know, or, or grapes or apples, to me, those are very portable. They're great to take along to work or wherever. So trying to do that, you know, helps me right. also then just have it there. Of fruit in the day yeah. too. What I... So I eat a yogurt parfait every day and the fresh fruit, like I would just, you'd get it and then I couldn't eat it all quick enough or whatever. So I started using frozen Mm -hmm. fruit um, berry mixes for yogurt Mm -hmm. parfaits. So like it always tastes good in the freezer. And when it thaws out, you just get like those extra like juices from the fruit. Like it makes the parfait a million times better. It's like a little sauce almost because it provides the, yeah. So I do that. Um, I pack one every day and I have it for a snack. So. So, and I think that's actually right there, again, a great way that you're kind of like, you know, it's maybe not just one serving, you're getting a few servings right. all in one shot. Exactly. Um, and frozen, again, to your point of all forms, I mean, that's a great way and a very affordable way to enjoy different types of fruits and vegetables exactly. all year round when exactly. they're not even in season. Exactly. So. Awesome. All right. So that was add color. Of What's course. next? So, you know, of course, we're going to have to recommend uh, that you would move more, you know, get more physical activity. Um, and I think one of the bigs, the biggest recommendations is just to step one, make sure you have some comfortable clothes and shoes and a great starting point could be just you know aiming for up to 150 
minutes a week and not necessarily focusing on numbers, but just right. moving more is a good starting yeah. point. So for to sure. break that down, that's 30 minutes, five days a week, right? 30 <laughs> minutes, five days a week. Like that seems doable. That's right. And it's, you know, again, just, you know, thinking of how you can incorporate it more throughout your day. So if you work in an office setting or, you know, maybe you're sitting a, a lot in a typical day, you know, trying to find those opportunities at maybe a break time. So you can do a little bit of a loop throughout the office right. or around your building, or even sometimes as simple as instead of sending that email or picking up the phone, maybe walk to Go that person's to office. Yeah. Um, you know, assuming it's an open door policy, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, those types of things can really incorporate your your activity level. Um, and I think walking is just a great first step. I don't, I think people undervalue walking as a f- source of physical activity it's because like you just do it all the time. No, it's so great. Um, but cum- cumulatively, it really does kind of yes, add it up. it adds up over time. Yeah. And we have a huge office building. So if I have to talk to someone on the other side, like I could literally there and back be walking for five minutes. Exactly. And in the old adage of, you know, parking further away and you right. kind of seeking out yes. opportunities that you can kind of again like I do do that by the way yeah I do I will park farther away yeah I yeah. think it's um it's small but it adds up um so yeah how how else do you kind of like let's see more? so just over the past couple of months I started doing yoga mm-hmm. and it's not like you know big cardio exercise but you're still moving you are using a lot of muscles mm-hmm. in you know a lot of the things and just stretching and I just feel very like calm and relaxed uh, afterwards and it's just really helped me a lot it I will say I did not love yoga when I started and I really stuck with it for at least I want to say one to two months and now I'm finally like, wow, this is really great. So like, it took a while. Yes, and it I have took to. A I while. have to say, I even remember when you first shared that you went to a class, and I was so You're proud like, because I, I definitely loved yoga yeah. for a long time. But agreed that it took me a little while to really kind of get into the groove yes. of enjoying it. And yes. once you do, you're right, it's it's amazing. Um, I think really for me, scheduling activity into the day, just like an appointment, has been yeah. just a little bit more effective. And, and even for the week, setting a goal of you know I'm going to work out four times a week and really keeping track so that it happens. Um, you know admittedly maybe I haven't been as good since the start of the year so I'm trying right. to get back yeah. on track you know it's February yeah. let's you know, let's kind of like get more consistent with it and scheduling is really helping yeah good, all good tips okay so our final tip would be to be well and so this kind of encompasses a lot of things so along with eating right along with getting some activity in there you know we really need to look at all these other ways that we can take care of ourselves getting enough sleep is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like your day goes so much better if you wake up rested. Um, practicing mindfulness or like gratitude, like just thinking every day of like one thing you're grateful for. Um, trying to manage stress, which can be done in so many ways. Um, connecting with your friends and family. Um, you know, there's a lot of benefits from just like social interaction and getting together with friends and laughing. Um, finding a hobby that mm-hmm. is meaningful to you or that brings you joy. So I'm trying to think of like what do I do? I actually have a few adult coloring books mm-hmm. and I like love to color those like the really like intricate things like it just like focuses my mind and it actually is very relaxing for me. Um, I have actually collected a few quite a few of those now over over the past couple you know months or year or whatever um, but I do enjoy that doing it every once in a while. Yeah I'll well and actually out. that kind of even aligns with with mine as well which is kind of just creating a little bit of me time so amongst a you know a busy day like anything you can do really for yourself just for pure enjoyment so whether it, you know it's like an adult coloring book or maybe reading for a little while yeah. or just even kind of sitting in, in quiet and just allowing your mind to kind of like process and and that type of thing I think me time is 
is, is really so important. Yeah. And that kind of ties in, too, to, like, the mindfulness piece, managing stress and, right. and some of those different okay, things. Okay, one more thing on that. Don't try to do something that you think will be relaxing if you don't enjoy it. So, okay, <laughs> me, it's reading. Okay? Uh, <laughs> I know we have talked about this. I don't enjoy reading. I'm sorry. I don't. But I always feel like I should be reading because, like, mm-hmm. everybody reads. <laughs> it is not relaxing to me, so I'm giving it up. I'm I, just don't hurt yourself. Like, don't, like, you know, hit yourself over this like it's fine exactly well no and I think that's a great point you know just because other people enjoy it doesn't mean that you will enjoy exactly. it exactly so again to your point of even like the the fitness you know if yoga isn't your thing and you know that or like hitting the gym isn't so find right. something that does find work for something you that and just works. be true to yourself you know it's it's you you know and no one has to to have a comment because like every day that passes and I don't read I'm like well I failed again but I'm like <laughs> no get over it I love this is like true life right here I know <laughs> okay so one last fun fact okay I love this because I love dogs and I can't wait for the day that my life will allow me to have a dog. So research over years indicates that dogs can actually contribute to um, keeping you healthy. So one, they encourage physical activity. They help to fight depression, lower your blood pressure. They reduce isolation in older people. So there was a meta-analysis published um, in 2019 and it examined 70 years of studies and it found that dog owners were likely to live longer than those who didn't have dogs. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And personally, I love to hear that because I've got two dogs yes. at home. And, I, you know, I do really feel like we are inspired to go and take walks even throughout some of the colder days. You right. Know, just because and they enjoy walking. would normally do it. Exactly. Just put a, put a sweatshirt on the dog or a cute little sweater <laughs> and, you know, away we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's a great suggestion. And honestly, too, I mean, gosh, I feel like even more hospitals are including therapy dogs oh within I their facilities. I just saw that facilities. in, like, the emergency room, waiting room or something right. to, like, calm people down. Right, different while schools they're waiting. Do it. Um, so yeah, there's obviously a ton of value to to pets and just like what they can do to your yes. your mood and, and overall yes. kind of like vibe. So they're always happy to see. You. One last tip um, is, is just really to know your numbers. So this should be no surprise, you know, that we're just really recommending that you go get your annual screenings, visit with your doctor um, to first get that screening, and also just if you notice anything that's a little bit off, make sure that you do you know get into the physician's office and get evaluated if you have any kind of concerns. Um, so elevated numbers can really be an indication of increased risk for heart disease for sure. Um, Another thing you can really do at home is to assess your waist circumference, um, which would involve having a little tape measure or a little measuring tape. You know, so for men, ideally less than 40 inches um, to be at the least risk and then Mm -hmm. women less than 35 inches. So to measure that waist circumference, um, you would just place a tape measure around your bare abdomen just above your hip bone and below your rib cage. So it's kind of in that narrowest part of your torso, um, being sure that the tape is snug and parallel to the floor and not kind of twisted up. So, you know, write that number down and kind of just keep track then over time. Maybe share that with your doctor when you do do that. Yeah, the waist circumference is just a really easy way to, again, see if you're at what risk. So. Exactly. Okay, Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Oh my goodness. I mean, I know we've covered so many different things, you know, but I think, you know, one really great way to just start if you're listening and feeling maybe like there's a lot of places to go where to start. So pick one thing that we talked about in this episode and really start to incorporate it into your day. And again, starting today. So what can you do 
whatever time you're listening, what else can you do today to, you know, take that step in the right direction for your heart health? Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe it's eating a piece of fruit this evening, going for a little walk after work, even if it's just five minutes, finding a new recipe that includes fish or a plant-based protein like beans. Um, You know, again, we'll share some different recipe ideas within our group. And, you know, if you haven't been to the physician in a while, haven't had blood work done with your cholesterol, your blood sugar and so forth, schedule that appointment. There's no time like the present um, and, and really just start to know your numbers as soon as possible. Right. Don't get overwhelmed. Just make one little change. Very good. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.